Blog Talk Radio. Some days life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our hearts through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable, hope can live or die. So speak life. Oh, well, I can't do anything about it now. I guess the seats got washed. 
yeah, because I was looking, you know, and it had stopped because I waited around, you know, I was like, I'm going to wait until it started raining before I get me a bite to eat. So I went out, and I and I could just see, feel the air in the sky, you know, and I just looked up. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I felt the seats. And uh, luckily, most of the, the most of the back and Zolly's little car seat got all wet up. And I was like, well, best kind of rain. You know, water is rain water. So we got to get water in the car now. <laughs> Ain't no whole lot you can do about it now. Ain't no sense to worry about it. Right. That's what I was like. Ain't nothing I can do about it now because uh, nothing but laugh and be like, okay. Wish I had a little brush to scrub the seats while they wet with this good water. <laughs> but, but I do <laughs> think about the rain. So, oh, well, we'll jump right into it because you were telling me uh, you're going to have to jump off around 8.30 or so. Is that right? Well, 9.30 or time, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, uh, I have to jump on another call. Um, I don't know if I told you we actually um, officially started the, the business um, that I was working on, and so uh, we've been putting uh, some things out there. Uh, we're doing three um, live shows this week on uh, Instagram, and so we did the first one Sunday. The next one is tomorrow, and then the third part uh, is going to be Thursday. So we uh, we have to jump on it uh, at 9.30 um, my time. Um, that's why I was calling you uh, earlier. In fact, uh, we'll have to talk about this later, too, because I've been calling you for the past few days. And I was like, well, I know everything's all right because she keeps emailing me. That you said what's that every, every, Everything wasn't all right. My phone, my phone had issues. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but you but know what? I, 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 what's that? I just sent you a text, so uh, okay. yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, okay, um, and so I, you could tell us about the business part later because I'm not sure which one you're talking about. <laughs> Which business? Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. So we won't, we'll, uh, you can catch us up next week, I guess, about what you're going to be doing and how we can help if we can. So that will okay. be cool. Um, so, Rodney, you want to go ahead and tell about the tra- our trash can baby for those who may be joining us for the first time. Um, we had some first time listeners last week or week before last. Uh, that really enjoyed that. I guess we'll just try to keep giving that as as, as best we can and, and when we can remember because I know sometimes we kind of leave it out. So can you go ahead and do that and tell people how to get us if they need us tonight? Absolutely. Um, it, <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny um, a few weeks ago when, when we first, um, I guess, connected it to uh, the, the, the current state that we are that we are all in. Um, but uh, here uh, on Butterfly Evolution, you guys, we'd like to encourage you guys to move your trash can. Um, and, and, yes, we do mean um, a physical trash can. Uh, but um, the the whole point is, you know, for you to move your trash can from wherever it may be. Um, I know a lot of you uh, people, and right now might be the best time to do it because so many of us um, are – uh, you know, either working from home or spending a lot more time at home these days. So 
uh, we encourage you guys to move your uh, a trash can. Um, uh, let's say it's in your, your bedroom. It might be in your kitchen, might be in your living room, wherever you may have a trash can. Uh, move it to a different location if it's outdoors, um, you know, maybe – you know, in the back of your house, move it to the side of your house. If it's on one side, move it to the back or to the other side. And see how many times you revisit the old location where the trash can used to be. Um, and, and if you can, you know, keep a tally of it and, and, and let us know uh, on next week's show. But the whole point is um, a lot of times we get used to uh, things being in a certain place or we get used to things being a certain way or we get used to people being in our lives. And um, on this show, we like to promote uh, change or transformation um, because things are constantly changing in our lives. Um, and like we were saying a few weeks ago, um, our, our all of our trash cans have been moved uh, with this uh, coronavirus in some form or fashion. Um, you know, so many lives have been have been changed. Um, you know, your your kids may be home with you now. That's a that's a big shift for people. Um, you know, you may be working uh, from home. Uh, you may not be allowed to go to the grocery. Uh, well, you can go to the grocery store, but you may not be allowed to. You know, go to parks and. Uh, go to the beach and things of that nature. Um, and so often we get so used to life being a certain way that when, 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 when something is changed or when our trash cans, uh, whether we move them or they get moved, you know, some other way, uh, we continuously go back to where we are so used to that trash can being, or um, we try to go back. And so we want you guys to move your trash cans and just kind of see um, how many times you go you go back to revisit its old location. Um, and we do that so often in our lifetimes, um, as I was just saying. Uh, so we want you guys to do that and then let us know about it um, next uh, Tuesday when you're on with us. Well, Rodney, what's on your mind tonight? Because you have to get off, and I won't be much longer after that because it's just been – I feel rushed today. We had our um, every first, I guess this is the first Tuesday, right? This is the first Tuesday of the month. This is the first Tuesday. Yes. So um, we have our, for the, uh, for my Bluff City Leadership, for my life language stuff, um, we have a, like a leadership thing every first Tuesday. I don't even know if you know that, Rodney, but. Every first Tuesday, we have a no, leadership training thingy from from seven to eight, and I always just jump off a little early and head over to here. So life happens. So I just feel feel a. I ate, came in, showered, ate a little bit, got on the call, got off, ate a little bit, got on this one. So life <laughs> happens, you guys. And just saying that to let you guys know, we work hard to be here for you. We really, really do for us as well. So. So so very thankful. So what's going on? What do you where do you want to start? Um, I I I'll tell you what I'm going to do tonight because um, we haven't talked. I want to introduce a word and kind of hit on it just a little bit, and and maybe for those who are 
especially shut in or, you know, not able to go to work or, or whatever, um, can kind of play around with it, do their own research. But I wanted to throw out self-awareness tonight mm. um, and just kind of take it from there. So what's on your mind before you have to get off? Tell me, um, uh, that's interesting because the workshop that I do, um, that wasn't the business that I was talking about, but the workshop that I do, um, I see color. Um, it, it focuses on um, self awareness, self awareness, and um, just getting people to recognize. You know, we all. I feel like we all need to recognize our own um, biases and assumptions. Um, and I don't know if that's where you, were, uh, the angle you were planning to take, but um, whenever I do that, it, it's amazing. Um, the discoveries that people have about themselves, um, you know, uh, we have some some very interesting conversations. And um, I think one of the things, just sticking with self-awareness, Tim, I think one of the things that we are not aware of is how hypocritical we are in that um, things, we don't usually have a problem with uh with different things until they hit home or until they impact us we could see people being treated unfairly and our first thought is well it you know it's not happening to me or you know they did not do it to me um you know we can see people you know suffering and we'll say well you know sorry you know and we we just continue on and um i saw a um i saw a meme I think it was yesterday or the day before, and it was a picture of a uh, of a boat, and there were people on the boat, and one one side of the one part of the boat there was a hole in it, and the people were you know drowning and you know falling through, and the people at the other end of the boat were just sitting there looking and saying, well you know, you know at least we don't have a hole in the boat down here. So I think. Um, you know, one of the things that I think, you know, we have a hard time accepting um, is the fact that we are some or can be some very hypocritical people. And, you know, when it when it is happening to other people or when we are doing things, um, you know, it's, it's totally fine. But the moment it happens to us, you know, then we, you know, we are – you know, throwing a fit and saying, wait a minute, this isn't fair. You know, um, even, even you know, being an, an educator for 12 years, one of the things that I've always said since, since, I've very, since I started teaching, um, one of the things I've always said is that, you know, we as teachers are the worst students because we will send kids down to the office for, you know, being disrespectful and talking while, you know, we're talking or, you know, playing with things, the kids playing with things in their desk or pulling things um, that, you know, are not related to the class or to the lesson out of their backpacks and playing with them, you know, but then we turn around and do the same thing. You know, if we are in a meeting, you know, with, with other adults, you know, we're on our phones, you know, and, and not because it's an emergency, but we're on, you know, social media, we're scrolling Facebook, or we're talking to, you know, our, our colleagues. And so 
you know, there there's a double standard and there's, you know, hypocrisy, um, you know, that is that is associated with us, especially if we are adults. And for some reason, you know, we think that these things are okay just because, well, I'm an adult, I'm grown, you can't tell me what to do, I'm not your child, and things of that nature. But some things, you know, such as respect, should be universal. Uh, back over to you, Tammy. Um, gosh, great example. And you made me think about um, the teacher uh, that I was working with a couple of years, well, more than a couple of years now. And I think I've shared this on here. Uh, it was a while before she realized that I was in her room working because every time I would go in, she would be on the phone and on her cell phone and on Facebook, I could see it. And I ended up speaking at the, the same school on one of their day mm-hmm. workshop days. And I was telling them, you know, how I came about, how I came to this point of being a speaker here. Um, and one of the reasons mainly was because I was just really disturbed as about the atmosphere the um, I don't know. It's just the teachers were just like I, I wouldn't have won. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be there, and I was an adult. I mean, and so it was. It was difficult for me to be in that energy, and so mm-hmm. I went to the principal and I said, you know, listen, hey, this is what I do on the outside. I'm volunteering with the uh, read. I think it was some kind of reading thing or something. Um, for several weeks, and I told her, I said, you know, I, I was very honest with her about just the atmosphere, just the energy, um, just the teachers, not all of them, but most of them just being so, seemingly so unplugged. And I, coming from, you know, working with in other school systems, I remember learning how one bad year for a child takes about four years to make that up. And so mm-hmm. that being said, I'm, I'm speaking talking and I'm trying to say that, hey, I'm here because of this teacher and you guys, she did not know that I was saying this because exactly, she was doing exactly in that meeting, in that presentation, the same thing she would would be doing in the classroom. She was on her phone. And so here I am, you know, acknowledging her and I'm saying, you know, I'm in her class, I'm volunteering or da da da. She never knew because she was there with her, with her phone. And so you're so right. Like self-awareness to, does not make um, – well, let, let, before you jump off, let me read this. Okay, so I was doing some research so it wouldn't come so much from me. But I'll tell you guys, I've been on this journey of self-awareness for quite a while, but never like this before. Never, never, ever, ever have I been this – encouraged and dedicated to knowing myself better. So self-awareness, when you look it up, well, this particular page that I went to says, conscious of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. The process, now this is part of the definition, the process can be painful, but it leads to a greater self-awareness. And, well, I'll go a little bit further. The ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do 
or don't align with your internal standards. If you are highly aware, you can objectively evaluate yourself, manage your emotions, align your behavior with your values, and understand correctly how others perceive you. Now, that part I didn't agree with. Understand how, uh, let, me, let me rephrase this. Not that I, I don't agree, but I don't think becoming self-aware is so much more about people understanding, about you understanding how others see you. Because I think it's more about how you see yourself first, being honest mm-hmm. about that, and not just those good things, not ignoring those things that you know are foul, like that you know, but you justify your doing and you judge mm-hmm. others, even those little kids. So the moment we stop, we, we start telling ourselves anything other than the truth, we will never be happy. And so many people run from those Y'all got to be having them. I I cannot be the only one having these foul thoughts that I have to take captive every day. Like, just for no reason they come. Just for no reason at all. Like, okay, who is that and where did that come from? Like, so I cannot be the only one having them. But I've come to this point of awareness, number one, knowing who, a desire to know who I am, a desire to understand my who, my why, and what I want mm-hmm. makes me take those thoughts captive. Makes me It makes me be honest with myself about my stuff, about my mess. And so it's gotten to the point where, <clears throat> especially with my walking, because I have not missed a day. I have said I'm walking even if I have to walk in the rain and and. It was raining pretty bad one day to the point where I just ran up and down the stairs. Now, that about killed me Um, inside. I'm running (laughs) up and down, up and down. And that's so different from just walking around a lake, so different. But during my walk time, I'm talking to myself. I'm listening. I'm listening to motivational stuff as well. And and you guys, if you've been on the show uh, a couple weeks back, you remember me bringing up Pharaoh. Um. And I just remember having this conversation with God. It's like, I think you're making me my own Pharaoh. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? yeah, I think you're hardening my heart so I can keep coming back to me. <laughs> you know, what is going on? I'm so serious. Like, I'm having those conversations with myself and God, of course. So it's not just about others. I mean, I get what this is saying, and I think you get to a point where you can maybe, where you get to be aware of yourself in such a way that you can see through others as as far as what they may be thinking about you and when and how. Um, so I just I just kind of really did not agree with that part, a line that you can correctly um, and understand correctly how others perceive you. Because I think it's more about you understanding how you perceive yourself and not just those good parts but also acknowledging and being honest with yourself when you know you said something that you shouldn't have, when you did something that you shouldn't have, when you, just all of that doesn't make us bad people. It makes us human. 
and even more mm-hmm. human when we can acknowledge those things. So, Rodney, back over to you because I, I want to make sure you get it in before because I'll be on a little bit longer after you. Oh, you're fine. Um, so far, I haven't um, uh, heard from the people that I'm meeting with, so so we're good. I'm just I'm just going to keep okay. going until I hear from them uh, because uh, you know okay. something may come up with them and we may not even meet tonight. So we'll see. Um, okay. Well. But going back to what you said about, you know, being honest um, and truthful uh, with yourself, I think um, that is something that, that, that is very difficult for most of us to do. And one of the things that, you know, when I'm, when I, when I, you know, when I'm in conversations with people and uh, one of the things I cannot stand is when people are very specific and particular about, you know, everyone else's flaws. They they can tell you, you know, down to the to to the smallest thing as to why, you know, um they're irritated or what they don't, you know, like about you or what's wrong about you. But then, you know, when it comes to then like they can like they can tell you, you know, I don't like how, you know, when we are uh when we're riding in the car you know, or when you're driving, um, you know, when we are in, you know, a residential area and the speed limit is 25 and you know it's 25 and you've seen three signs and, you know, you <laughs> you still choose to drive 40 miles an hour. Like, they get particular, you know, with you. Uh, but then, you know, if you're talking, um, but then when it comes to their flaws or their shortcomings, they say, well, I'm not perfect. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I know, or they'll say, you know, I know, I know, I don't always do the right thing. Okay, well, what does that mean? Like, if you can tell me specific things about my shortcomings, then let's talk specifically about yours, because I think as long as we use um, blanket statements, um, it, it's it's not it's not helpful and it's not and it's not productive. You know, um, saying that you're not perfect, that just means, you know, you, you've, you've heard that time and time again. And so it's, it's very um, accepting in our society. But if we're going to um, move forward, then we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be able to pinpoint those things that are, are holding us back or those things that are, that are keeping us down. Um, you know, otherwise there's no point in having – a conversation. If your if if your marriage is struggling, you know, saying that you know we need to do better or we got to do better. Okay, how? <laughs> you know what 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 is making us say that we, you know, that we 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 got to do better. You know, and once we, um, you know, discuss the the issue, once we get to the root of the problem, then we can come up with ways that we're going to fix it. If you're having issues at work. You know, saying that, you know, um, well, you know, this person, you know, gets on my nerves. Okay, how? You know, what is causing conflicts, you know, on your job? You know, what's causing conflicts uh, in your community? Like, be very specific. One of the things that um, I learned before, you know, I took my job as, as an assistant principal is that, you know, feedback is very important, Um you know, to the people that, that you work with, especially if you're going into classrooms and observing people, 
you know, it's important that you offer them feedback. And, and you know, there are two components to the feedback. It must be timely and, and it must be specific, you know, because if I, go into, if I go into a classroom and tell a teacher that they're not doing a good job, that's not helping them. You know, I need to, you know, go in and observe and say, hey, and then, you know, not just after one observation, like there needs to be multiple, and then, hey, you know, here's what I noticed, um, you know, about the way that you teach children, you know, um, I noticed that, you know, <clears throat> you spent, um, you know, of the 45 minutes, you were on your phone 10 minutes of those 45 minutes, and while you were on your phone, your kids were passing notes, um, your students were, you know, out of their seat, you know, one kid even left and went and hung out in the hallway, you had no idea, they came back, you know, I need to be very specific and say, you know, those things are happening, and then proceed to tell them, you know, obviously, you know, you can fix that by <clears throat> simply staying off your phone. You know, and if you feel like, you know, you don't have any control over not being on your phone, then don't even bring your phone to the class. But I think that, you know, when we talk about self-awareness, we need to, like you said, we need to be honest um, with other people. But before we can be honest with other people, we have to be honest with ourselves. And if you are honest with yourself and you spend more time correcting your flaws and your issues, people will see that they will see you growing, and then um, a lot of times that will motivate people to do the same. You know, whenever, whenever I do go out and I talk to people, I try to share my story because I want people to know and understand that um, the same way, you know, I was able to turn things around, guess what, you can too. And, you know, it establishes credibility you know, when I can say, hey, I was that I was that kid who nobody wanted in their class. Hey, I was that knucklehead. I was the one that was always in the principal's office. Hey, I was the one that almost didn't graduate. I was the one that almost got kicked out of college, um, you know, because my grades were so low. You know, but I have things to share, and then, you know, I can be honest about, hey, this is where I was, this is where I am now, and this is where I'm trying to get to. So I think that was a very – a good place to go, Tammy, and that we need to be honest um, with ourselves. Back over to you. Ronnie, why why do you feel that people are, people seem to avoid um, those parts about themselves that they know is not um, of their best interest or, or that, it, that it's, it's holding them back? Why do you think not all, but some people avoid um, things like that, even even with themselves and especially with someone else telling them, uh, calling out a flaw or something that they think may be holding them back, even if they do it in a loving, kindly way. Why do you think people don't want to hear that? I think that we, um, I think that we avoid, um, you know, uh, those acknowledgments because, if we acknowledge that we have a problem, now we are responsible for solving that problem. Now we're now we're responsible for fixing it. So as long as I ignore that, you know, as long as I ignore that I have a problem, then, you know, I don't have to do anything about it. You know, so if I say like, so if you say, 
you have a drinking problem, and I say, well, no, I don't. You know, I I don't have to I don't have to stop drinking because in my mind, or at least what I'm telling myself is, I don't have a drinking problem. So if I don't if I don't if I if I don't believe that I have a drinking problem, then I can continue to drink as much as I want because to me, I don't have a drinking problem. You might think that I have a drinking problem. You might see that I have a drinking problem, but you know, as long as I don't admit it to myself, then I don't have to fix it. Same thing with drugs. If I don't admit that I have a drug problem, you know, then then I don't have to fix it. If you know, and so I think that's why we avoid um, those honest conversations. I think that's why we, you know, avoid addressing our own issues, and we we are so quick to point it out in other people because hey. I don't want to work on me, and the key there is work because we have a hard time with doing work, but I want you to work on who you are. I want you to fix you, um, you know, because if you fix you, which is a, a huge misconception, if you fix you, then we won't have any problems. Like if you if you stop annoying me or if you stop smacking gum or if you stop leaving your clothes everywhere or or if you stop, you know, holding up faculty meetings, asking all of these questions, you know, if you stop doing all of these things, then we won't have any any problems. But what we fail to realize is that a lot of times, you know, if we stop looking at the the, the flaws in other people and and really search our own hearts and why we're so aggravated or so bothered, you know, and work on those things then we'll find that the problem goes uh goes away or at least it's not as bad for us because you can't control other people. God gave man dominion over a lot of things, but he never gave man dominion over another man or woman. And so you can't control people. You can't control what they say, you can't control what they do. Not even your own children. You never know what your children are gonna say. You never know what they're gonna do. You know, now Hopefully there are consequences for the things that they do or rewards, you know, depending on the circumstances, but you can't control people. So why not focus on you? Why not focus on the things that come out of your mouth? If you know that you are constantly using foul language, why not focus on that? Why not focus on, you know, if you are, you know, um, you know, doing things that you know, are not right or unacceptable or, you know, that you wouldn't want done to you, why not focus on those things? Because by doing so, you're only going to make, you know, life better for you and, and the people around you. But I think, you know, Tammy, I, I think that we have a uh, a problem with doing work, especially when it comes to working on ourselves. I think we'd rather be comfortable in our sin or comfortable in our mess. Um, as opposed to, you know, actually being uncomfortable and trying to fix it. Um, you're good. You still good, Rodney, for time? No call yet? Uh, it looks like it. I haven't heard anything yet, so I'm going to guess. Okay. Uh, just got a text, so we'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I want to go back um, to the – what I what I read about self awareness, the conscious of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires, um, being conscious of those, 
and it says the process can be painful, but it leads to a greater self-awareness. Um, and then skipping down to if you tell yourself anything other than the truth, you will never be happy. So I'd like for people to really think about where they are in their lives, in their life right now on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. How happy are you? And why is that? Why? What's your number and how do you feel about it and why do you feel that it's so? And then the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do or don't align with your internal, stand, internal standards. The ability. That's the key word there, your ability to focus on yourself, not just to esteem yourself, but it's just like we do with our with our kids. And, Ronnie, you brought that with the teachers, but think of for those who are parents or have been parents, what do you expect of your kids when you're try, trying to teach them, when you're trying to um, help them grow and learn and become um, – the the adult that you would like them to be able to become without the domestication part and we won't get into that but the ability to focus on yourself and how your and how your actions thoughts and emotions do or don't align with your internal standards how often or when have you last thought about your internal standards does those does those words sound foreign to you because they did mm. to me and I'm thinking as much as I research and and just you guys I I know Brandon I know Jimmy thinks I've lost my mind but I know Brandon especially after today he's 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 like you did what I got up <laughs> until you guys how and for those of you who really really know me really really know me you're gonna be like she's lost her mind so I was watching um something last night and I wish I could think of the guy well I can because I I texted it to Brandon so this guy was talking about sleeping better. And so what led me to this, because with all the walking that I'm doing, I had heard that, you know, your sleeping is, is equally as important for your body to heal because I'm walking like 10,000 10, plus steps uh, at least a day. And I'm going to share something with you guys about that as well. But I'm watching this um thing last night about how is Sean Stevenson 10 ways to sleep better and so I had previously heard about um, walking barefoot sometimes is very helpful to the body because of, of you know there's this intelligence with nature that, that I think we avoid <laughs> far too much so I heard it again last night while I was listening to never never heard Sean Stevenson speak, but I ran across and I thought, well, I'm fine trying to find ways to just sleep. I don't have a problem going to sleep, but I want to get into that deep sleep. And I've been wearing my um, Fitbit to, to bed, and it it's showing me how many hours of deep sleep that I'm getting, and it does it is no comparison to what I want to get, and how long compared to how long I'm sleeping. So this morning, of course, I got up at 4 o'clock a.m., you guys, and I went outside, I guess, about 5-ish, something, and I walked barefoot. <laughs> so I 
was like, so they okay. call it getting grounded. Outside, this the same thing. Brandon, Brandon was like, Mama, I told Stella what you did, and Stella said, Your mama did what? Because, you know, I'm this nice, nasty. I'm like, I'm not walking out. I don't know what's, you know, I'm OCD and all that. But I walked <laughs> and I just kind of stood around and I let my little bare feet play in the, in the, you know, the grass and the dirt and all that. And I just came back in and took my shower. But I'm open to new things where I would have never thought I would do something like that. Never. Even down to cold showers. I heard that. So I've been trying that. Um, and it's kind of a way, they say, to shock your body, to prepare your body for for just things that you that your so that your body has a fighting mechanism, a better fighting mechanism. So I'm open to trying new things. And so going back to the to the ten thousand steps, how this came about, I was out walking and this was around the time I started posting it on there because I was just so amazed at what the mind does. And so I decided to look for uh motivational stuff while walking. And so I could listen to it. And as soon as I start this day, I hear this guy says, you know, they asked me how how many laps did you do? And I said, I don't know because I don't start counting until it starts hurting. And that morning I had gone, and all the mornings before that, my intentions were to go and do four laps. So that was all that I would do. You guys, by the third lap, I'm like, am I going to make it? Meaning the fourth. <laughs> this particular morning, when I heard those words, I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to start counting until it hurts. You guys, it didn't start hurting. It never started hurting. And I had to just say, Tammy, this is foolish. Go in the house. You got to stop. And so mm-hmm. what that did to me was that I started my walk out with a limited mindset that I told my mind we're going to do four laps and by the third lap my body was saying okay it's time for you to stop (laughs) and that was so amazing to me but when I upped the game because I'd heard that motivational part like I don't start I don't know how many laps I do because I don't start counting until it hurts and so that started my journey of and I said okay if I can say this if I can come out here and not have a limit for myself, not preset, then how many can I do? And I never thought I would make it past 10,000. I kept thinking, it's got to start hurting. I even started running to try to, you know, like, okay, I never started to hurt, ever. And I hurt a little bit the next day. But while I was walking, and I felt like I could have walked five, six more laps. And so that took me over to what else am I limiting myself with and mm. through just by telling my mind that I we're going to do this, we're going to do that, or I can do this, or I can only do that. Mm. And Rodney, I thought about you. Are you okay? Yeah, Don't yeah, let yeah. Me keep talking. If you need to get up. Okay. I thought about you. Um, somewhere in the midst of all of that, I heard someone say that if you want to get the best out of a child for testing and things like that, to send them to PE before they test. And don't Mm. get caught up in, you know, what they do, how much they do. Let them go until they cannot, 
until they're ready to stop. And they say you will get the best out of those students after mm. their workout. Now, I don't know why, and I was going to do some more research on that before even bringing it up to you, but I thought very interesting. Very interesting. Mm. So I don't know if you've heard that before. Um, I've never heard that before, but, I, you know, I've heard people talk about, you know, the impact of um, – um, you know, doing uh, uh, phys- uh, the impact of physical activity um, has on your body and on your mind. Um, I have heard that. I've not, you know, I haven't heard anything about you know um, what it does for students. Um, you know, when they're testing, but um, I know one of the things um, since I've been teaching, one of the things that you know I've constantly heard is you know. The, uh, kids doing better when they are, you know, more alert and, um, you know, when they, when they've actually, you know, had breakfast, uh, there's been research about, you know, uh, the time of day to, to do certain subjects, um, you know, but, um, I say, you know, with, with the way that testing goes sometimes, it, it, it definitely does not hurt to try. Um, and I think, um, one of the things that we we have to get better at um is you know taking better care of our bodies you know now um spend a lot of time indoors and i don't think we realize how beneficial vitamin d is and how how beneficial it is just to get outdoors and get fresh air and you know get some sunlight you know a lot of times you know kids are you know, locked in their rooms or in the basement and they're you're just on their phones or, um, you know, playing video games. And the only time they get outdoors is when they, when they go to school. And, you know, we, we see depression a lot more um, nowadays than we did, you know, 30 years ago. We see, you know, more mental health issues because, you know, people are just, so used to being in the dark, you know, there, um, I remember, uh, Tamaria's cousin talking, you mentioned cold showers, um, and to me, one of Tamaria's cousins was talking to us about that a few months ago and how he had, you know, started taking cold showers because of, you know, the, 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 the benefit of it, you know, um, cause I know that there's some, there's some, uh, negative impacts too, but, you know, just talking about like, how it reduces your stress level and, you know, you're more alert and, you know, um, you know, it helps you to lose weight. Like there's so many, um, you know, positives that come with it, but we are so used to going back to even the trash can. We are so used to life being one way or life being a certain way. And anytime, you know, somebody mentions the word change or there's a change in our routine, man, we, we lose it. You know, like it's, it's weird. Like, you know, going outside with no shoes and socks on, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's foreign to but people. You know but you know what, Rodney, look how children back in the day as kids, we did that all the time. You know, kids got mm-hmm. to run around and play and mostly without shoes on. And you're exactly right. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you're exactly right. The minute we hear something, and that was me too, you guys. And so we have to be open. Three, probably last year I probably wouldn't have did this. 
But I mm-hmm. I realize that that okay, I've seen some changes in my life. I've seen some changes in me, but I'm not where I want to be. I still see things. I am looking at this thing like it says, you can objectively evaluate yourself, manage your emotions, align your behavior with your values. So if I if I continue to lie to myself that I'm doing that to to the degree that I would like to, it's just like I said here, I'll never be completely happy with myself. And when I say completely happy, that doesn't mean that I think that life you're gonna be happy, I'm gonna be happy, happy, happy every day. But I can be aware enough and conscious enough to choose how I respond so that I don't react. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the yeah. beauty of, 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 of that self-awareness, understanding. Yes, because the first time I did the cold shower, I thought, you have lost your mind. Now, you guys, I can jump in mm-hmm. and do that. And you're right, Rodney. There are some negative been the same with water. Too much water. Water is one of the best things we can give our body, but too much of it will kill you. So everything has to be in balance. Every single thing has to be balanced. So. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to that point where I'm okay. If you if you've been doing this and doing this, then you have to you have to move to another level of your change of your going. You really have to step outside of the box that your life experiences have put you in, that I've allowed them to put me in. So if that means trying new things, being open to things. Um, so that I can continue to grow beyond, and that I can uh, I can have a better understanding of how I perceive myself and what that what that looks like before I start worrying about well how I look to this person or that person because that's not my issue how I look to you or anyone else is not my issue because that's how you see me. But what matters most, and, and it doesn't mean that I don't care, but I can only respond to that when I first know that I've reached a place where I understand and know myself. Because if not, then I'll, every time I run across someone who does not see me the way that I see myself or even want to, I'll be trying to be who they want me to be and running myself crazy. And that's the life that I came from. And I will never go back there for anybody or anything. This is what you get. You like me or you don't. You're with me or you're not. Period. Because I'm finally Tammy, I'm with myself. You... I'm, I finally. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm finally with myself and I finally like myself. Enough to the point where it does not it does not matter, but I can't be concerned. Maybe that's a better way to the degree that it it jeopardizes all this work I put in to be who I am and to be, continue to mm. become who I would like to be. I was I was going to say I'm I'm glad that you went there, Tim, because um, I was thinking uh, on my way back home today. Um, just about all of the things that I've seen and I've heard, you know, these past, I guess, going on four weeks now that we've been 
you know, uh, dealing with this virus and just how, um, you know, there, there's constant talk about how bored people are and how miserable people are and, you know, how people wish that, you know, this would hurry up and go away and, you know, they're tired of sitting in the house and, you know, they can't, you know, visit, you know, um, visit people and, you know, can't, um, you know, go to the gym and, you know, life is not what it was two months ago, you know, and the more I just reflected on that stuff, I, I'm, I, you know, I said to myself, you know, I'm glad that I'm somebody that doesn't look to um, other people or things or hobbies, you know, to make me happy because I feel like those are the people who are struggling the most during this time. You know, we we like sports. I love sports. But even without sports, I'm fine. I'm fine if I can watch sports. I'm fine if I can't watch sports. Like sports is not my end all. Sports is not my God, you know. Um, I love, you know, going to the casino, you know, from time to time. It is not my it is not my God though. And so, you know, the things that, that I like to do, you know, even when I'm unable to do them, it doesn't ruin my life. You know, it doesn't have me sitting here wishing. You know, I just do other things. You know, I'm grateful for the things that I'm still able to do. I'm grateful you know, that I still have a job, you know, I'm grateful to to still be getting paid. I'm grateful that, you know, my wife, and my daughter are, you know, are fine and healthy, you know, like, and, you know, I'm grateful for the things that I have. And so the, you know, not being a, you know, life, not being what, I, what I was used to, it's, it's okay. You know, because if you are somebody who, does not rely on other people for your happiness, for your sanity. You know, I feel like those are the people who are, you know, handling this okay. I feel like those are the people who are handling this time well. And we don't know when this is going to be over. So if you're sitting back wishing, you know, oh, man, you know, I'm just ready to, you know, you know, get back out there. I'm ready for life to be normal again. Suppose life is never normal, or at least what we define as normal. Again, suppose we are never, suppose this is the new norm. Suppose the new norm is they're not allowing, but so many people, maybe more than 10, but suppose they're not allowing so many people in the grocery stores anymore. Suppose, you know, they they keep the tape on the floor and you have to stay six feet away from people when you're in the grocery store. Suppose that is the new norm. Suppose social distancing is the new norm. Suppose that is the new norm. Are you going to, you know, sit and pout and, you know, and, and, and be, you know, upset? Or are you going to find ways to to cope and, and to adjust? Because nobody owes us anything. Uh, and and I don't know why we think that. I don't know why we think that just because we wake up in the morning, like, you know, jobs are guaranteed or, you know, 
people are going to always be alive and, you know, we're going to always make money and, you know, you know, life is going to always be fair. Like nothing is guaranteed, nothing. And so if that's what we're waiting for, like we're going to, we're going to always struggle. So I think, I think we all need to search ourselves and, and, and just, you know, find peace within. Because if you don't find it within, you're in trouble. Because if you find it without, the same thing that makes you happy will make you sad. The same thing that makes you laugh will make you cry. You know, so you have to get to a point where, you know, if even if something is only funny to you, guess what? It's okay to laugh. If nobody else is laughing, it's okay for you to laugh. If if you're around a bunch of miserable people, you need to find some new people to be around first, but be the only happy one in the bunch. It's okay for you to be happy. If nobody else likes you, be okay with yourself, like yourself, and keep on moving. Like, it's okay. Back over to you, Tammy. Um, let's see, it's 857. So I guess before moving, we'll – We'll share some more on this next week, um, but I do want to make sure for those of you who are listening and you just kind of, even if you think you know yourself pretty well or, you know, it's, I don't know, I'm far past that or whatever, There's, it's never too late to know yourself better. Never, never. Um, so remember some of these things we said, that it's painful uh, the process is painful, but it leads to a greater self-awareness and having the ability to focus on yourself. Um, and think of this, this is not in a selfish way, like you are wanting to grow. So I think it, it allows you to have more compassion for people, more grace for people, because you see yourself and you think, whoa, <laughs> you know, that you don't, you're not, um you're not a hypocrite. Like you see that we are we are the same kind of different. I may be doing this, I may have this, I may have did this, I may have thought this thought, felt this way, I judged this person. So who am I now to look to look at this person here and think that their what what I see is any different from what I saw in myself? And that God loves them less. So I, I do think it call, it allows you to have more compassion, more grace, and 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 it it allows you. I won't say I think you guys. I will say it does, because it allows you to see people, see the heart, or want to see the heart of people. Like why, um, one of my Facebook shares came up today, and it makes me think about this. Um, let me read it here. Uh, should be the next thing down. When you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their internal struggle struggle than it ever did with you, you learn grace. I think that has all to do with you as well. When you finally learn, finally learn that your behavior has more to do with your internal struggle than it really does with who you really are, than your internal standards. 
That's a good one because that's what this thing says here, that do they align with your internal standards. So what about your internal struggle that comes from your childhood, um, the people that hurt you? Okay, fine and dandy. They did it. It's over. Now, they say, who's going to drink the poison and who's going to die? Because that's what we do. We, that's one of the best quotes I've heard, that we take the poison and we expect someone to die. So every day you are choosing when you don't become self-aware, when you don't understand that there's an internal struggle inside of you just like it's inside of anybody else or perhaps was. Maybe they've gotten past some of theirs. But there's always more, always. Rodney, you mentioned football, and I believe this was the same guy who said um, about he didn't know how many laps he did because he didn't start counting until it started hurting. And I'm still listening to this motivational, whatever it is, while I'm walking. And he says, some of you are trying to get home and watch little boys play football and, and get paid millions and you don't have a dollar. <laughs> you know, just think about that. It's like you want to get home and watch all day long. You want to sit and watch. I mean, this guy just went on and on and on, and he was just, man, it was so encouraging, and it's, you just, it just fires you up in a way because it's so true. I mean, he said things like the a rose will grow in the hood just like it will grow, you know, up on the mountain or whatever. He was just saying there's no difference in people. And he said, some of y'all don't want it. That's why you ain't got it. He said it just like that. Some of y'all, because when you really want something, you guys, and you find a a reason why you want it, and it's okay if you are that reason. If you become important enough to yourself to want to know who you are, who is this person that you're going to be with forever, like you, you yourself. Don't don't you deserve to know that person? So internal standards, uh, self-awareness, consciousness, subconscious. Think about your feelings, your emotions. And I'll, I'll leave it with this, Rodney, and maybe we can just pick up on a little bit more of this next week, just a little, because you guys need to do the work. You guys, I mean, we've been saying don't come here. Don't spend an hour plus with us just just for the sake of doing it. Don't let it be a time waster because I'm not tooting our horns, but we go deep. We go deep. And that's probably why we don't have thousands and thousands of people because if you don't, if it doesn't encourage you in some way, to want to know more about you and do better about your thoughts, your feelings, and and understanding what they are, what they mean, how how you can control your thoughts, meaning how you respond or react to them, because they're gonna come. So how you can, and the Bible says that take take every thought captive. That's so needed to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a reason for that. A reason. Right now I was listening to something again. I need really need to start writing down who I'm listening to so I can get these people their 
prompts or kudos or whatever, and they were saying how um, someone that comes, meaning they were talking about subconscious, how we live from that subconscious mindset or or whatever, and how you can some someone can work so hard, so hard they can do all the right things, but they never quite get there. They're always chasing chasing there, whatever wherever there is and what they want. Um, and then someone that comes from a different lifestyle, um, maybe one where there was a little bit more money, da 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 da. He had he or she had more. Like they could be so stupid, like so stupid, but still find a way to turn everything exactly into what they want it to be. And he's and the guy's saying because they they subcon- we operate subconsciously, which goes back to the trash can. How we just go back to where we know it was, even though we know we've moved it. That's that autopilot mode. You're just flying in autopilot. Life is leading you and taking you on this this ride just because it's what you, maybe where you came from, what you know, what you bought into about who you are, what you can do, what you can achieve. I had to get just recently I had to get it in my mind because I think there was a blockage there, you guys, because this is not about money for me. And I, I would see so many people want to be successful for the sake of a big house, a big car, fancy car, a couple of fancy cars. And I found myself asking myself one day, why are you doing this? Because you don't want any of those things. Is this success? Like, I don't, I don't need a big house. I don't need cars. I can only drive one. I don't need a car note. I don't want a car note. So I had to ask myself, why are you doing this? What is it for? Because the money was not is was not my motivator. And so sometimes it, it that if you you have to you get caught up in the world because most people are doing it for stuff and things. So that in itself, I truly believe, was a blockage for me. So I'm I'm into removing first identifying as many blockages as I can in my life. Why was I offended by this? Why did I take defense to to what someone said or did? Because it's not about them, it's about me. And to be able to objectively do that, that's a growing that's a growth spurt. And that's what we need to do. We need to put down the bottle, pour out the milk, and get on some adult food. And you have to start with yourself. And when you do that, you will be less calling out people. Because you think, I got enough in my trash can over here. So... Just some things to think about. I guess we got on that and stayed on that, but I'm glad we did because that's that's become one of my favorite words. Um, and all that, you know, for a little bit about what I'm doing, I mean, the walking is helping me. I did, I had been having trouble with, and I've always had this, but I've just never really worked out to this degree 
but because I am now walking, not really the working out, but walking, um, it's, it, it's getting worse because I've, I always, for some reason, um, have trouble breathing. Like I will hold my breath when I'm working out. I don't know why, but it's always been that way. And so I found myself this morning just because someone recommended, uh, you know, or tried this because I was, you know, sharing like I just, it just I find myself saying, Okay, Tammy, let go, let 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 your breath out. So they thought, Well, look up some yoga breathing, do some yoga techniques about proper ways to breathe. And so I did that this morning before going out for the walk. Um, and it helped. So there's so many people out there, just like you're sitting listening to whatever, I don't know, whoever, whatever's on now these days or whatever. You can you can YouTube there are books on YouTube that I've been listening to, which is new for me because I really like to hold the books in my hand. But there are books that you can put on and listen to for free. There's no excuse today. None. Wayne Dyer. I mean, just great, great motivational um, things that he has on. And, and I pick and choose. Some of them, you know, I don't I don't agree with everything that Wayne does. That's another thing. I was sharing with a friend of mine, um, hadn't talked to them in a while and I was, you know, sharing and she said that, you know, well, I don't listen to that kind of stuff because they make it all about you, you, you and not God. And that's so untrue because Wayne Dyer talks about God all the time. But it's see how we get we get this little thing about a person and that 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 eliminates everything that they know even though they clearly have knowledge in areas that we don't so you t- you take what you can take or want to take what the, uh, that fits your belief but at the same time there are things that he said or someone has said that I think wait a minute and I'll go research and, and read more and learn more about it and I can see where they're coming from. doesn't mean they have to change my perspective. And that's another thing. Get out your head that you can't learn from people who are not just like you. Well, why would you want to? And what would you need to learn if they are just like you? There's nothing to learn. So I'll put it there and put a period there, right, and you turn it over to you, and we can close out if you're ready. Rodney, did we lose Rodney? He may have jumped off, so you guys let me see here. Oh, he did. I'm so sorry. So Rodney had to go. Um, If there's any questions, anybody have any comments, anything you want to say, jump in now, because what I'll do is I'll go ahead and um, put my glasses on first here. And close out, I will close out with this, you guys. Just really, really take the time to understand yourself. Like, really take thoughts captive. Really understand that your feelings are just your feelings. That's it. They don't have to be who you are. They don't have to be a reason to react. Um, They should give you a reason to sit down and figure out a way to respond to that feeling. What's the emotion 
tied behind it. So my word tonight was self-awareness. Um, and I'll end with self with this, and this is from uh, Daniel Goleman. He says, self-awareness is the key cornerstone to emotional intelligence. Something else for you to Google. What is emotional emotional intelligence? And it says the ability to monitor our emotions and thoughts from moment to moment is key to understanding ourselves better. So monitor your emotions because those those feelings are attached to there. And if you understand yourself better, you're going to be, you have more peace with who you are. Even though you've not gotten where you want to get, you'll have more peace getting there. You will have more grace and compassion for yourself, with yourself. I had to tell myself this morning, Tammy, it took you a long time to get to this point. So have some patience because I want to get there so I can start the process. Like I want it all now. I want to know everything I need to do right now to get past this hurdle and start anew. So I have an open mind to knowing myself better, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. I want to hold myself accountable. I want people to have, I want to have the same compassion for people as I would want them to have for me, Brandon, Sela, Zali, you know? So you just, need to know yourself better. So take the time to do that. Give yourself um, give yourself a break through the process because it is a difficult process. So monitor what you are offended, what offends you. Monitor what you take defense to. Someone can say something and you get really defensive. Why? Why? Meditate, exercise, quiet your mind, quiet your life. When my phone was doing its thing this weekend, um, and some of it I had to do with as well, but you guys, I remember just feeling like, okay, I feel a little better here. I don't, I just, I'm not antsy about anything. It's just like I'm not wired. So I I would say, I wonder can you can you turn your phone off for a day? Is that possible? I wonder. Ask yourself that question. Try it. Or if it's not for a day, hey, I'm just going to turn my phone off. Um, mine is, automatically goes to do not disturb at a certain hour, automatically. But to be without it all day and all day another day, it was refreshing. It really, really was. So thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, As far as I know, we will be back on next Tuesday. Um, Be patient during this time. Love yourself a little bit more. Read, pray, talk to yourself, answer your own questions, ask your own questions. Uh, Do what it takes to get through this process, but more than anything, grow through this process or this time that we're in because it will not be the last. I just don't feel like it will be the last. So grow through this process. 
grow through this time. Connect with people that you love. Um, and just, I don't know, just be a little different. Same kind of different as me, but be a little different. All right, so if there are no questions, it's been a great night. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening with us. We'll end with, and this is usually Rodney's part, so let me see if I can find our favorite song. Um, I think this is it. You guys have a great night. It's like you're looking through a telescope.